Hello and welcome to Nyla Fucking K Day. I'm Kiki. This is the sultry, seductive, submissive Simone. And the one, the only ass eating Jay. This episode is all about Nyla Fucking K. Today is her day. She is a hero. Love is love queen. Let's throw it to our interview. So our guest today needs no introduction. We bring you Nyla fucking K. <laughs> Woo! Hey. Welcome to the podcast. Glad to be here. <laughs> Jay Nyla has a story to tell you. If if it wasn't for you, this whole podcast would not have ever happened. What? Yeah. Because so I had never read taboo I have read like forbidden but I've never had read taboo mm-hmm. and, and so Simone had wanted taboo Rex and I knew Kiki is the taboo queen so I told those two to talk but Simone was telling me about her this book that she loved with twin cest in it and I was like you know I think I could do siblings but I don't think I could do anything else than that. So these two talked me into reading Double Edged. Mm-hmm. And I fell so in love with Colson that I was almost falling off a cliff during Colson's like breakdown moments mm-hmm. that these two had to start a group chat just to like support me through Colson's <laughs> through the story. Cause I was, I'm like, so I was so in love with him. I'm like, nothing can happen to Colson. <laughs> I was freaking out. She was literally like, like, unless you promise me nothing is going to happen, I'm stopping reading right now. I'm like, (laughs) he has to have a happy ending or I'm not reading this book (laughs) anymore. And and also they both had to end up with, with daddy T, which is what we refer to. She's like, I promise you the three of them end up happy. So (laughs) they had to talk me off the ledge a few times, but that was how our whole group chat started was all because of double edge and my love for Colson. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so exciting. I love that. And yeah. also you hands down have written the hottest MMM scene I've ever read in my entire life. That ever. hotel scene. Ever. Oh yeah. I know. I oh. feel like Everybody, like, when they're talking about, like, the, the hot scenes in Double Edge, like, a lot of people always just, like, go straight to, like, the pool table scene, which is obviously oh. hot, but, like, I love that hotel scene. Like, that that's my, I feel like that's my favorite. Yeah. I mean, the whole, one of my favorites. I don't think, I don't think any, even, even straight couple-wise could top that hotel scene for yeah. hottest scene ever. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That hotel scene is amazing. Hands down, the hottest scene in any book I've read. Yeah. The one that I have fastest turned into a one-handed read. Yeah. Without a doubt. It was the best. It was the absolute best. This whole episode is us fangirling. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That's the only reason that we wanted you here is so we can fangirl over you. That's great. I love that. That's what I strive for, man. Every time I go into it, I'm just like, 
let's see, am I going to like be going too far with this? Like, I really need to just like go ham on like these (laughs) steamy scenes. Like I need to just put it all on the table and like go as far as I possibly can. And I'm just like, like, each time I'm just like, okay, this is good. And then I go back and I read it after and I'm just like, oh dear God, what have I done? (laughs) (laughs) And like, even the logistics of how they all yeah. Yeah. In. Like that is incredible. Yeah. It's a lot of research, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of research, wow. but it's, it's, yeah, that was my first time writing, um, like double anal penetration. Yeah. D if we want to call it that. Um, <laughs> so that was fun. <laughs> love that. Um, yeah, they had a good time. I love that scene. It's a good one. Mm-hmm. That, that will forever be my favorite favorite sex scene ever mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. agreed <laughs> and Colson always has the biggest place in my heart ever yeah he's very special it's like pr- just protect Colson and Cyrus at all costs yeah. especially Colson I mean like you know Cyrus deals with his own stuff um and I relate to like a lot of his struggles like personally mm-hmm like you know the anxiety and being a huge introvert and stuff like that but like it's weird because it starts out with you kind of feeling like he's the one who's like a little more fragile but then like you get Mm -hmm. down into this this rabbit hole and you find out what's really going on with Colson and turns out that they you know need to be there for him that's why I love the ending so much too because it's just like you know he gets his like redemption of feeling happy and everybody Mm -hmm getting to fuck off and yeah. <laughs> yes. fuck yes. Carla and fuck the dad and like all those assholes <laughs> yes is it hard writing um especially two characters with mental health like does it take a toll on you as you do it I mean it, it yeah I mean they that book was just from start to finish mm-hmm. and even after like it's just been like it was the most difficult thing I've ever done and that was actually supposed to be that story that Double Edge was supposed to be a novella for an anthology. That's no how way. I did. Yeah, it was wow. originally supposed to be a part of this anthology that fell apart. And thank God it did because there's absolutely no way it ever would have been like, you know, short. Like yeah. it's like 170 up some odd thousand words. Yeah. It's long. And like, I can't imagine it being short. Like I can't no. wrap that up. It was just so much more like complicated than I ever thought it would be. Yeah. But I feel like, and I don't know if you guys have read Distorted, but like yeah. after writing Dash, any other mental illness is just like a walk in the park. After oh that. my gosh, that was so, a ride. Yeah. He was, yeah, he's definitely has the the strongest. And I've written, I've definitely written characters with you know, anxiety, I've written characters with depression and stuff mm-hmm. that I can relate to like a lot of things that they go through and stuff. But yeah, Dash, that was like, after that, I was just like, okay, well, you know, everybody looks <laughs> like mm-hmm. Pete Dean compared to him. So <laughs> yeah, he was, oh, I love him. He's a darling. He, really he is. <laughs> so what got you started with writing? Like, how did you, and like MM specifically? So, yeah, so I, I, um, I started writing when I lived in New York City, which was, I moved from New York about two years ago, but it'll always have my heart. I lived there for like eight years. And um, when I moved there, I was just like reading a lot more. Like I, I had gone through, I used to love reading. And then 
during like my 20s I went through this thing where I just like kind of stopped reading like I would read a little bit but like I didn't read anywhere near as much as I used to when I was a kid and stuff and then I moved back to New York and I got back into reading more and that was when I first started reading romance and I was like all of these like ideas started popping into my head and I was just like okay well let's explore this so but you know it was it was MF at first I hadn't I think because the first time I ever wrote MM was push that's the first time I ever wrote any like MM activity. And I think I had read some MM romance before that, but like not a lot. Like it kind of just came to me. And that was another story where it was, I think I go into like these stories thinking like, oh, I can, I mean, I used to like, oh, I can write this short thing. Like that was supposed to be just like a short story without a happily ever after. Like it was going to just be like, you know, what happens between that and then like everybody just like is devastated and like the marriage fails and they all just go their separate ways. It was going to be like terrible, you know, but like (laughs) once I started writing it, I was like, I can't do that to them. I love these characters. They need to be happy. (laughs) So that's why it's like the hat, like it's, you know, it was a while ago. That book is like three years old at this point, but Hmm. it was while I was writing it. I mean, the happily ever after might seem like a little bit abrupt (laughs) because of that because I was like you know I had no plans on really doing that and then it just I started writing it and it just like took a left turn and I was like okay but that was the first time I ever wrote any kind of mm and after that I was just like sold yeah I was like yeah there's no way I'm ever writing anything even my mf books have to have mm in them it's just like it's a must (laughs) at this point Push was actually the first book that I read with MM in it mm-hmm. yeah and I read it and I was like oh I like this I like this a lot and then like mm-hmm. that was it then sold just every book now like yeah I feel like um I feel like either like reverse harems or like any sort of like polyamorous like MMFs or whatever that mm-hmm. have MM activity and it is a good like breaking in point yeah. and I mm-hmm. think lot of people are seeing that now like people who never read mm or like were like oh I don't know if that'd be my thing and then like you're reading a a reverse harem and the guys start like interacting and you're just like oh okay yeah (laughs) a lot of people who are like okay well now I'm just down a rabbit hole and I just like want to just read only mm that's literally what happened like (laughs) after I finished push I then went on to read books that were just mm for like a month straight that was all I read (laughs) yeah that's definitely right I don't think I've read anything MF in like a while at this point I mean I I do love MMF but I feel like it's MMF is such a complicated thing to like write and read because people have a tendency to either just want the guys to be together and like you know want the girl to screw off or like whatever it is like she's kind of like annoying or something that's why like it was interesting I mean again with push like I didn't that book was supposed to just be mm like there wasn't supposed to be the addition of jessica into the story but it just it happened like as i was writing it and it just you know whatever but yeah. the whole book is from ben and ryan's point of view because that's how it was supposed to be mm-hmm. like she's not it's more like about their journey and about like you know what they end up going through and them figuring themselves out and everything and i like that um, I like to write my MMFs where the girl is like very comfortable with herself and like, you know, comfortable with her guys. And she knows like, you know, that jealousy is a hundred percent going to be a part of it. That's the other thing that mm-hmm. amorous relationships, jealousy is going to be there. Nobody's, there's never going to be equal, you yeah. know, um, things between all three parties. It's definitely going to be 
you know, somebody either feels left out or somebody is like, you know, but that's, it's just the reality of it. So that's why I love Joyless so much too, because Joy is just like such a badass. And I feel like (laughs) I wrote her the way I would be if I was in that situation where I would just be like, I'm totally cool to just sit in a chair and just watch you guys. (laughs) Like I don't need to be involved. I'm cool with it. Do whatever you want to do. I'll just park my ass here and have fun. That is me. (laughs) That's my dream. You know, exactly. So it's like, (laughs) who cares? Like, it's just like, if she, if people feel like, okay, well they could be together without her. She's like, I'm fine with that. (laughs) Have at it. Record it maybe (laughs) so I can watch later. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. So coming into like the author world, was there anybody you looked up to or like that you leaned on for support? Um, so when I first started publishing, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Yeah. So, but I knew I, I found like a bunch of indie authors. There was like, you know, there was a few people that I became close with that I do still talk to now. None of them were really romance authors. They were kind of like, there was like a lot of like, um, fantasy, um, Mm -hmm. authors like that, but we were all just like indies coming up at like the same time and just like trying to figure stuff out because like me personally, like I'm one of those people that like, I really learned lessons and I learned how to do things by trial and error. So like I can reach research stuff all day, like but at the end of the day, the only way I'm going to know what works for me is by trying stuff and seeing, okay, this works or this doesn't. So there was yeah. like a bunch of us that were all kind of like doing that at the same time. Um, so, but as far as like authors that I looked up to, I didn't really like talk to anyone. Actually, you know what? You know who was really cool? I will say this. Um, I don't know if you guys know B.B. Easton. Yes. She is fantastic and I started reading her books like early on when I was reading romance mm-hmm. and she's also just like a very nice person so like I ended up meeting her at book bonanza one time and she was just like very sweet so like I would like slide into her dm sometimes and be like asking questions and stuff and then the same thing ended up happening with Sierra Simone who is my all-time favorite romance author ever mm-hmm. like she's fantastic I love her writing I think she's amazing and she's also a very sweet person so it was the same kind of thing where I would be like, you know, I mean, you don't want to like be bothering because I always feel like I'm bothering yeah. everyone. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm always like, oh, like, excuse me, knock, knock, knock. Like, can, is it okay if I speak to you? But like, she's super nice, like just the coolest person ever. So um, that was another person that I was able to kind of just be like, but it's, yeah, you meet so many people. It's like, I've been publishing books for, I think like four years at this point, mm-hmm. but I every like it's like I only I feel like I only just started knowing what I'm doing and I still don't even really know what I'm doing <laughs> so it's like, every day it's like I'm meeting new people I'm talking to new people there's like it's just such a large community with like yeah. tons of information and so much going on all the time like indie publishing is crazy but it's also like awesome like there's a lot of like issues but then there's a lot of like awesome stuff too like mm-hmm. I know I was talking to somebody when I was in New York and he was talking about, um, because I said, you know, I'm an author, and he was like, oh, I finished a manuscript, and blah, 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 I'm gonna, like, you know, and I was like, you should self-publish it, 
And he was like, yeah, he's like, you know, I, I didn't even really think of that. Like I, he just figured that he would like, you know, send it to the publishing houses and do like what people used to do. Yeah. And I was like, no, man, I was like, I love controlling everything. Like I can't mm-hmm. even imagine at this point, like having an answer to somebody. I mean, I know there's benefits to it, but I just, I like doing everything on my own. I like, you know, being able to do something and be like, oh, well, that was a flop. I guess I'll try it different next time or like whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. it's fun and it's exciting too. Yeah. I don't think until I started reading like dark romance, I knew there was an indie publishing world. I always thought everything was a publishing house. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. A lot of people don't really like know the difference, but it's like, Mm -hmm. and like Amazon, I think Amazon has been offering or having like their, you know, KDP like author thing. I think for quite some time, like, I want to say, like, I mean, it started in maybe like 2000, like nine or 10 or something in like a really long time. Cause I know that even like, there are a lot of authors like bigger name, like Sierra Simone, like she self-publishes sometimes Colleen Hoover was self-publishing a few of her books. I remember she said, I think Verity was one of them that she, she self-published through, um, or maybe it was too late. I forget but one of them, like, you know, and a lot of these like authors who also were traditional were like doing indie also, which is just, Mm -hmm. it's super cool. It's a very awesome option to have. Absolutely. What, what, um, got you interested in taboo? (laughs) I don't even, I don't even know. It's that, uh, I feel like, well, I wrote push and I think that was kind of just because I hadn't even really read any taboo I think at that point I think I was I read a lot of age gap Mm -hmm. always been a huge fan of age gap Mm -hmm. I think everything that I write has like somewhat of an age gap in it yeah it's one of those things that just like always works itself into my books because I personally feel that way in real life too like me my fiance is like five years older than me which is not really an age gap but like I've only ever been like attracted to guys who are older than me it's just like a thing yeah I was reading a lot of age gap and I think I can't remember if I read Kay Webster before I remember the first Kay Webster book I read was Hale and so obviously that was like very taboo but I can't remember if I wrote, I read that before or after I, it, I was writing push for a long time too. So it's like, I got this idea and I was like, this is a pretty taboo idea, you know, like, um, it's, it's pretty taboo. I mean, it's not hugely taboo. It's not incest or anything, but it's, I feel like right on that line of yeah. taboo mm-hmm. and forbidden, like it's, you know, I mean, I don't know that society would necessarily frown on it, but you're definitely going to get like a lot of weird looks and like your family is not going to understand and stuff like <laughs> no. that, right. so, like, you know, and, but as soon as I did that, I was just like, this is great. Like, I just, I, I want, I like stuff that is, is different. I, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, there's nothing wrong with like the, you know, love stories in any form. I'm just, I'm a sucker for a good romance and I'm a sucker for like a, a real good love story, but I really like when it's complicated. Like I like Mm -hmm. when they have to work for it. Like, you know, like people are just like destroyed by things and like everyone's in shambles and then they have to like pick themselves back up and try to figure it out. I like that. Yeah. So I think that was like what got me sort of into it. I think, um, what was the other, there was something else I read. 
maybe it was Sierra Simone too. I, cause I remember I was reading, I read the new Camelot series um, around that time too. And that's not necessarily, well, there's some taboo aspects in that, but it was like that whole thing of like, you know, I was like this whole forbidden thing, like this whole, mm-hmm. like everything about forbidden and anything that's just like, you know, not supposed to happen. That's my jam. <laughs> that's what I yeah. I love that. I don't want to do anything that's like, you know, I mean, not to say that I won't do anything that's just like regular, but I, I definitely like when stuff is like painful for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So that's how, is that how you came up with Cyrus and Colson? Like, yeah, I, th- so like, so that was, like I said, it was originally supposed to be part of an anthology and it was going to be a taboo anthology so it was like mm-hmm. an anthology that was all like very taboo stories so pretty much everybody was doing like some form of incest or something like that um and I was like I was like well I have to do t- I already knew that I had to do twin incest. I was like that has to happen like it's something yeah. I have to do I'm totally down for this idea and then like I think I was talking to I think I was talking to like one of the other authors who was going to be in it or something. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to do a uh, twin cest. And they were like, oh, that's so cool. Though, like, you usually do like, you know, um, some sort of age gap. So like, that's going to be different for you. And I was like, yeah, you're right. And I was like, I should add somebody else into this. Story. <laughs> yeah. I was like, let's make it twin cest and let's add a stepfather. Let's just yes. do it. Let's yes. go. MMM let's do and like then the organizer of the anthology was like did you change something because last time I messaged you you said you were doing twincest MM and now you're doing MMM twincest plus a stepdad like where did the stepdad come from (laughs) (laughs) I'm just doing it like fuck that shit I'm gonna fucking rock this yeah (laughs) yeah yeah it was it was it just came out of nowhere and I was just like let's fucking do it I had the idea I knew what I wanted the characters to be like, but that story was super complicated from yeah. start. I started writing the book um, and I had beta readers and <laughs> I feel so bad for the beta readers I had too, because I gave them the story like up until pretty much the ending mm-hmm. and then they read it and like everyone was like, they were loving it. They loved the characters and all the stuff. And I was like, and then I started talking to my editor and I was like, something about this doesn't feel right. Like I was doing a lot of like, um, like time jumps, which I'm not about, but it was hard because I wanted to show how Cyrus and Colson like started like hooking up. But then I didn't like, it's, I'm not gonna, you know, then that would really piss people off. If I like straight up was like showing all these things that were happening when they were like 14, you know, like, right. (laughs) But like, so then I was like, okay, so all the beta readers are like, this is great, blah, blah, blah. And I was like getting ready to like talk about release dates and stuff. And I was like, I'm going to rewrite the whole beginning of this. Wow. <laughs> oh my goodness. So I went back and I, I ended up adding like seven chapters in the beginning. Like I moved stuff around. It was crazy. It took me so long to write it. It was, and then like it in the whole thing was so complicated. That's why it's hilarious to me that this book has gotten so much like hate and all the stuff that's happened after it because it was the most difficult writing process I've ever had. And I like got sick twice during writing. I stopped writing for like six weeks wow. in between the middle of it. Like it was a nightmare. And then the thing comes out and I'm like, okay, it's probably gonna get banned. So I like had like a backup plan because I was like, you know, mm-hmm. getting a band, it got banned super fast. And I was like, okay, 
so let's do this. And then <laughs> and all of a sudden, TikTok's coming for you. And I was like, okay. <laughs> well, like just pile it on. It's great. Like, let's just, what else can we do? Like, just add it on. This has been the craziest experience from start to finish, but I don't regret it. I don't regret anything. And that's the funny thing too. I'm going to go on a tangent for a second here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the funniest thing too about this is that like, I was talking to, I forget who, another, another like band book author. Cause like, as soon as you get banned, all the band book authors, you know, come together and everyone's talking <laughs> to each other. And they were like, so they were like, oh, so are you going <laughs> to, are you going to like, you know, rewrite stuff to like change it so you can put it back on Amazon? And I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? I physically can't. First of all, they're twins. Like there's nothing you can do to change right. it. Like that's the way the story is. But then like the stuff that the TikTok people were mad about, like the age difference and everything. I was like, no, I was no. like, absolutely not. And like, and then I started getting, getting even more mad. <laughs> I was like, no, I was like, I'm not going to apologize. Mm-hmm. I refuse to apologize for this because first of all, it's so stupid. And like in the grand scheme of everything that you could be pissed off about in life and in like the world that we live in, it's just such a dumb thing to be mad about that I like was so stubbornly putting my foot down. I was just like, fuck that shit. I was like, I'm absolutely not going to apologize. I'm not going to change anything. And if you guys want to hate me, you can, but I don't care because this is who I am. It's the story that I wrote. It's fiction. Yes. <laughs> and yes. like, you know, if you don't like it, you don't have to read it. And you're entitled to hate on it too. But like, you know, you shouldn't be calling people names and like threatening their lives. Like that's just right. Cool. But yeah. like, you know, you're entitled to hate it. And I was like, you know, from the very beginning, I was like, you can hate on it. You can leave as many negative reviews as you want. I don't care. That's your right as a reader. Mm-hmm. I mean, half of them didn't actually read the story so it would have been cool if you actually read it before you you know gave right and started shitting on it on goodreads but hey I can't control that either but it's like just don't come for somebody in their like personal you know yeah it's fiction it's fiction guys exactly yeah that's the biggest thing (laughs) that we have said about taboo because we are we do like promote the taboo books and everything else Mm -hmm. is that it's not real like it get an I mean, seriously, like there's other books where people are falling in love with murderers, stalkers, all this other stuff. It's not real. So, and the twin, (laughs) twin sass, I'm sorry, but the, their connection was like, so is what I think made the book so amazing. And people don't see that part. They just focus on the sex aspect. Right. And it's like, no, like, and it's not real. And I guess too, because like I mean, I know like I feel like because I've I've only read I actually never have read another twincest um like MM. I started reading one, I didn't really like it, but like a lot of them are actually, you know what? No, no, that was right regular siblings. But then, you know, but I haven't really read, but like a lot of them are like very short. I feel like a lot of like very taboo like incest stories are like really short and they're not usually on Amazon. So they're on like, you know, Smashwords or like one of these places. And I was like, well, first of all, I don't do that. Like, you know, if I'm going to write like a story about twins falling in love, like it's going to be like their entire thing. Like it's going to, yeah. I mean, it, I feel like that's the only way 
I could do it. I don't want to write it in a way where it's just like for shock value. Like it's mm-hmm. just, this is like who they are. Like they yeah. can't help it. Like it doesn't matter if it's messy or like if some people say that it's disgusting or whatever it mm-hmm. is, like it's just, that's the story. And that's yeah. And the, and the love that those two have for each, for each other was, like I said, their whole connection was so amazing and it fully made the book like even if you took not the hotel scene but if you took out all the other sex scenes um their their connection would still have made an such an amazing story yeah Mm -hmm. you felt they deserve it they deserved a happily ever after um and you know and that's why it was so satisfying their ending was so satisfying um and I liked to do, I like, I usually like to do like, in most cases, I like to do like meaty epilogues because I don't like mm-hmm. where it just ends and then like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't really know what's going on. So I like yeah. to get, like, they get together and then they get to go romp around for a little while and have some fun. So that was, yeah, their epilogues are like very satisfying. Yeah, it, it was, it definitely was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm the same. I need that epilogue after epilogue. I need to know their life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know nothing pisses me off more than when they just get together and it's just like the end. Oh, yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> I'm like, what have you I done? Need, yeah. <laughs> I need, I need like years worth of stuff. I need, yeah. if they, if they have babies, I need to know, I need to know all that. I need yes. all the, all like the information and stuff added at the end. Like we need all of it. Yeah. <laughs> all those details. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. So what advice would you give like baby authors coming in to the world? Um, yeah. So somebody actually, cause I was doing a Q and a in my Instagram stories, people were asking me this too. And I feel like there's a lot of advice to give the, like I was saying, there's so many different like aspects to it. Mm-hmm. And like, I used to always say like, just write a lot at first because it's like, you know, it's but that's not even like the best advice because everybody does things differently. At first I would like be like, Hey, write a ton of stuff. Like at first work on a bunch of shit, really finish that first thing. Like, even if it takes you like years to finish that first book, make sure it's like really ready. And, you know, maybe even start writing the next one. So when that one comes out, you can give it a little while and have the other one on deck. Like, but it's like, everybody does things differently. And like, I know authors who have not done that and they've been plenty successful. So my only real advice now that I give to people is be yourself, like find your own voice, like your voice as a writer, your voice as an author, like figure out who you want to be, pick like a brand for yourself. And cause like, you know, a brand of like who you are and what you do and what kind of stuff you write is like very important. Even if you want to like jump around in tropes, even if you want to like, you know, go from doing paranormal to doing contemporary to doing this and that that's fine but like you should have like you as especially in the indie world you are like your brand Mm -hmm. so it's like you have to be out there even if you don't like to show your face it's fine you don't have to like even if you don't like to if you're an introvert and you don't like to do certain things you can work around all of that but just like figure out who you are and what you want to do and like stay true to that because it's like there's there's a lot of like there's a lot of like, um, I guess, pressure to like do certain things. And like, especially with TikTok, there's like a lot of pressure to like, yes. you know, go viral and to do, you know, 
be on trend and do whatever is popular. And that's fine. Like you can do that, but do it in a way that's yours. Like do it in a way that's like authentic to you. Like I know a lot of authors who have like blown up like successfully, but the way they do it is like, is it's still true to themselves. Like, you know, yeah. they're still doing things the way they want to do it. And they're writing characters for them that they believe in and stuff like that. That's what you always need to do. And if it doesn't feel right, don't rush it. Like that's, mm-hmm. I know also a lot of people who are like, oh, I just want to get this book out. But I know so many people who then came to me later, like, you know, baby authors and were like, you know what, you were right. Like, mm-hmm. I felt like I was rushing this book. I set a release date and I just wasn't happy with it. So like, you know, I canceled everything and just like, was like, let me finish on like actually making this something that like I believe in. And that's like the most important thing. Cause like, this is something that you are putting out into the world. Like it is you in this story, like your characters, whatever they're going through, like you have to believe in that. Like it's going to be out there forever, hopefully, you know, and it's not something mm-hmm. else, you know, you'll take down or something. Cause you're not satisfied with it. Like just be true to yourself as my main advice. Yeah, because even as readers, we know if you're not being authentic, I find. Yeah, it's definitely in the book. Like it comes out in the book if it's not something that is true to you. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I and, and it gets hard too, because it's like, again, there's so many authors, there's so many stories, there's so much going on, like tons of people like popping mm-hmm. up everywhere. Like it's hard to find like, you know, every, almost every story at this point is going to be retold in some variation a little right you know sort of yeah it's fine if they're if stories like have the same sort of bones but you should just like take that bone those bones and like add your meat onto yeah. it I mean this is like you got to make it your thing like whatever you got to do like just think and if it, if you don't have an idea that's like original then wait until you do yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean don't just be like oh like let me just put this out because I feel like it maybe like some people will like it yeah sure but it's like are you gonna be satisfied with it yeah right I mean I mean even like I've probably read because I like I love student teacher and that I've read millions of different student teacher books but (laughs) it's that whole the premise is the same but it's the entire story that the author puts into it is what makes it a good book or not mm-hmm. that's very true student teacher I haven't read a student teacher in a long time oh, I love student teacher and I love like CEO like secretary <laughs> <laughs> that's like Jamie's dream is to be under that desk I did it <laughs> <laughs> I will find a CEO I will personal assistant and someday I will be under that desk <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> so we're gonna drop this episode on your release day of wicked things Woo-hoo. what can you tell us about it oh man it's so so exciting it is so different mm-hmm. from anything I've ever obviously because it's you know it's paranormal and yeah. at first when I was like I was saying like paranormal I don't even know I know that paranormal is kind of broad, like it, like Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff can fall under paranormal, Mm -hmm. but then I was like, you know, maybe all these stories aren't even necessarily paranormal. Like, I mean, there, it's definitely like, it's monsters with humans. That's like the theme, the theme Mm -hmm. is retellings. And then each story has like some form of monster with a human. 
So it's like, you know, even the ones that, cause there's a couple of them that are like MMMs and, you know, stuff like that, but there's always a human in there. So yeah. And they're like super weird. I was like, <laughs> this is like so strange for me to do. <laughs> I got this idea to do this on Halloween last year. So literally like, I, it was like a few weeks before Halloween. And I was like, man, I wish I like had a Halloween thing to release. And I was like, I'm going to do it for next year. So I literally sat on this idea for a whole year oh, and wow. still I am, ended up like scrambling <laughs> to get it done. <laughs> I don't know how. I think it was because I was like, after I released Brainwashed, I like, I usually like to take like a little bit of a break, like at least a couple mm-hmm. in writing after releasing something just to like, you know, get my mind right. But after Brainwashed, I took like more than a few weeks because I was like working on my website and I was doing like a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing I know, I'm like, oh shit, I can fucking start writing this damn thing. Like if I want to release it, like in October, like when it's supposed to come out. <laughs> so I was like frantically going through. And so it's, it's four novellas. So each story is like individual. They have not really anything to do with each other. There's like little, like, you know, a little tie in here and there with like, <laughs> of like where they're from and everything, but everything's completely different. Each one has its own, like happily ever after. And they're all like, you know, like weird, like retellings. Like the first one is, it's like a play on the Grim Reaper. So it's like, there's this angel of death who is like the son of Lucifer. And apparently there's like this, um, this army of these angel of death, angels of death who are supposed to come down to earth and like basically take the person's soul when they're about to die. Like, you know, the Grim Reaper would. So, and he, you know, is on this farm with this farmer and, the farmer obviously lost his wife, so he's grieving, and so all this stuff happens. There's like Dubcon in there, <laughs> it gets a little wild, but like they're all they're so they're like you know novella size. My novella size, my novella size is like maybe forty thousand words or something, which is oh. maybe a little bit longer than some people's, but it's like the amount of like like ro- like random romance that's like in there like I was actually blown away because obviously like it's there's gonna be hot sex and yeah. lots of dirty yeah. talk and lots of like strange dicks and like <laughs> you know <laughs> positions and all these things but then it's also like at the end I was like swooning so I was like oh my god like they're just like so in love like it's so nice like of like a demon and a human together like they just love each other it came out really nice and so they all kind of are like that and I it was unexpected because I thought that they were just going to be very smutty there's like a lot of a lot of smut in it it's pretty extreme like my I was (laughs) telling my friend about it she was like are you sure this isn't like erotica like are you sure this is actually (laughs) romance like I was like yes like there's there's very strong plot here like it's this Mm -hmm. this isn't what you know propels the story which is what would make it erotica is if like mm-hmm. the sex was a main point yeah you know a lot of other stuff going on but like man yeah they're banging a lot so <laughs> there's <laughs> yeah so there's that one and then I did my little um play on a werewolf shifter um one which is very cool I've actually never read a werewolf shifter story before so I oh did it never having read one um but it's awesome. It's like there's BDSM, there's Daddy Kink, um, there's all that good stuff. 
so yeah in the age gap obviously it's really cool <laughs> yeah so the werewolf shifter story super fun also like very romantic and then I have um then the next one is there's a pirate a merman and a sea monster together so it's mmm and um it's super cool because like pirates like yeah I just pirates are really cool <laughs> so I did like a bunch of research into the pirate thing that was really fun um and then like merman awesome sea monster tentacles mm-hmm. you got all that stuff lots of cool things happening there <laughs> and then the last one is aliens and they're like um they're actually like alien clones so this one is this is the one that's taboo and it's taboo because it's like a frankenstein retelling only it's in the future and there's this doctor who's like creating these this race of alien clones and um so it's like they're technically sort of related to him and he's like raising them but then like you know they end up engaging and stuff so it's yeah it's a little taboo at first I was like you know this is maybe I was like "Eh, is this really taboo like it could be it's maybe the same thing as like like cousins or like maybe second cousins or something Mm -hmm. like it's not like there's that much DNA that they share but also it's the fact that he's kind of like a father figure to them too yeah it's like that whole vibe of taboo so it's it's definitely interesting but that is the one that I was like after the the pirate merman and sea monster one which was longer than the others I was like okay I gotta wrap this thing up I gotta make this thing shorter because this it's already like going way longer than I planned on it being so I was like let's just do this alien thing like real quick like we'll just make it quick and oh my god they came like out of nowhere with the dirtiest filthiest mouths and all the craziest like all these like positions that you wouldn't think are possible except that they have strange body parts so it's like everything's possible it's like I was like oh my god and then at the end when I was editing it like I was in tears I was like this is so sweet I was like oh my god so like it's just yeah I don't know it's really interesting they're like shorter stories but they don't feel short that's how I like to do novellas anyway I mean yeah I'm not good at doing novellas usually they come out like way longer than they're supposed to be but I like to like at least try to get obviously it's going to be low angst because mm-hmm. like you don't have time to really yeah. like, angst and stuff so it's maybe low angst but mm-hmm. same time it's incredibly steamy there's like plenty of sex going on and then like also just like these nice like these nice love stories so it's good Ooh. I'm happy about it I can't wait I was like, I can't believe I did this. I can't believe I did, you know, paranormal, but it definitely won't be the last because it was way too much fun. Yeah. These characters that are not human and like Mm -hmm. you get to pretty much just make up everything about them. Yeah. Like decide what they look like and what they do Mm -hmm. and like what kind of weird schlongs they have, like (laughs) powers and stuff. I'm like, (laughs) and of course I'm corny as hell too, because I'm like, Oh, and they all have to like taste really good too. Like, yeah. you know, they like each have like, you know, they always have like a flavor like of their jizz taste like candy or something. Like, why not? Like I love that. Yes. <laughs> yes. Best idea ever. Kiki has Kiki has read 
um, monsters. The Simone has monsters. never read a monster smut book. And monsters. I have been telling her for so long. So now that you're doing this, I'm so excited because she will now, this will like pop her monster cherry. Wow. Well, yeah. <laughs> I know a lot said, of, um, I know a lot of them. Debbie King. So yeah, exactly. Exactly. That I mean, I was like, okay, the da- actually the daddy kink is, is in the, um, the werewolf one. And there's the daddy kink in the alien one too, because it's like, you know, he yeah. actually yeah. is their daddy in a way. So that whole thing happens. Um, but yeah, I've had a lot of my readers say that they've never read ro- um, any kind of monster romances or anything. So they're like, oh, you're going to be my first. And I'm like, I feel like this is a perfect way to kick it off. Yeah, yeah, it really is because you get all these different stories. You get to see which one you like. There's like mm-hmm. every kind of thing that you could think of, and it's all fun. And they all get happily ever after. So it's like that's, very exciting. <laughs> that's so fun. Werewolf is one of my favorites. Werewolf Shifter. So I'm really excited to read that. I know. I can't believe like I I haven't read one before. I mean, I watched some pretty interesting stuff. <laughs> so, <laughs> like to. Well, think- how like yeah. nothing actually worked and everything. I was like, okay, we got to figure this out. So I watched that's it. That's how I started in the, like during COVID, I saw like these commercial things on Facebook that for like these apps where like people can write and like update chapter by chapter. Mm-hmm. And that is how like I got into all the werewolf stories and I was like, oh my God, like <laughs> I, I, I love this. Like I really love this. and so I was reading romance with werewolves before I was even reading normal people (laughs) (laughs) so we go back to where you said you watched nodding yeah where did you watch where Kiki and I are big fans Pornhub has nodding yeah go under um I mean write this down it's hard to find ones that will actually like show it like really good but if you go on Pornhub under like the gay side which is the only side I'm ever in they have um they have a cartoon category yeah go in there okay it's all kinds of mystifying stuff oh my god <laughs> do you know that they have nodding toys yeah um, we googled that yeah, yeah, I saw, um, I was actually looking for, like, I <laughs> wanted to try to find, like, some cool, like, swag, because I'm trying to do, like, for when Wicked Things comes out, I want to do, like, boxes or something like that. Yes. Um, so I went on Etsy, and I started, like, looking for, like, the second you type in, like, monster, <laughs> the only thing that comes up is, like, all these elaborate, like, dildos and, like, yep. <laughs> tentacle-shaped things, and I was like, wow, okay, like, here we go. <laughs> yes. Pretty cool. I know Simone, Simone had sent one that it was a it was like an octopus tentacle and it was like this pretty pink one. I'm like, I would totally get this. <laughs> but they had like I've seen like all the nodding ones because like I said, Kiki and I are big nodders. Mm-hmm. We wanted to know how it worked. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I was wondering too. I mean, that's why I had to watch those things because I've never I never even read about it before and I was like you know I mean I I know how it works like directly yeah. like you know you know like how it works with animals like, <laughs> so right. like okay so how would this like necessarily work with like a werewolf and then I watched this thing and I was like oh 
interesting. <laughs> that way to read your your nodding. <laughs> I'm so means. <laughs> Love it. Our time with you is almost up. Oh my gosh, which makes me sad. What's so quickly? It did. <laughs> See, that's because I just I ramble and ramble on and on and, and like, I loved it <laughs> yeah every time I do anything like if I do any sort of interview or live it's just me rambling about everything oh, I love, it. <laughs> love it yeah and I agree with it all <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, <laughs> that's the thing. <laughs> like, it's so relatable yeah so we have a question we like to ask our authors what was the last book you read or currently reading yeah, so I haven't read anything in a long while and it's disappointing because there's so much that I want to read. I even like at one point I was like, okay, I'm definitely going to read something mm-hmm. like time set aside. I was going on vacation. So I was like on a plane. I was like, this is a perfect time. I queued up some books in my Kindle Unlimited. Didn't get to read any of them. It was just, I ended up having to do like edits and stuff. So I don't get to read anywhere near as much as I want to. But the last thing that I did read was um, Soul Eater by Lily Maine, speaking of um, monsters, monster mm-hmm. romance. So that was a good one. It's MM. So I highly recommend it to anyone. It's actually the first book in a series and I haven't read the rest of them, but I've heard that they're all good. So if you do like the monster MM yeah. thing, I would Thank recommend Danny and Win are adorable. Sold. <laughs> I wrote it down. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Thank you for coming on and chatting with us. We are beyond appreciative. Yes, thank you so so much. I can't wait for you guys to experience this creepy, spooky, sexy thing that's coming out. (laughs) I can't wait. When I got that art email, I was like, it worked. (laughs) (laughs) Putting Nyla fucking K, it worked. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Love it. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Danila, for coming on. We absolutely adored having you. And we would love to just sit and speak to you all day, every day. Um, Up next, we have story time. We know you guys loved it last time and we had requests for more. So here you go. Just for you. Not a great start. Your cock is fuck so long. Deep, deep, deep. Keep moving, baby. I hit at him while I pull myself back and push in. Fucking with my frosts. What are they, a snake? For hissing? Oh, God, yeah, right there. Colson rumbles. I kiss the back of his neck, giving him a tiny bite. Focus, sweet. Yes, sir, he shivers. He holds Cyrus's arms which is still stretched above his head while he drives in and sweeps back while I do the same to him. I'm already confused about what positions these people are in. I grip Colson's hip so hard I can almost see the bruises now, fucking him in rippling motions that have me going out of my mind. In and out, in and out, all the while watching my cock breaking him in while he plays in the middle of, a, of the sandwich. Oh, okay, makes more sense. Grinding into Cyrus with Cy's dick between them. I just can't get the position in. Sounds like a game of Twister. 
the sound inside this room, the sounds inside this room are beyond salacious. Animalistic runts and purrs and whimpers, horse horses singing different variations of the same song. More harder, fuck me so good. Sounds like a Rihanna song. When Cyrus whines that he can't hold on, I grab Colson by the throat and straighten him up so that his back is flush to my chest. He swallows his Adam's apple, moving against my palm as I whisper in his ear. I want to try something. I want to try everything. He leans into me. Me too, Cyrus says, as long as I get to come. I grin whilst, while I... Right. I've got Colson uh-huh. and I've got Cyrus. Identical twins. Who's the sandwich? So you've got Colson, Cyrus and Torrin, which is the stepdad. Why? What do you mean, why? Why? Why are the identical twins in the same... Because they sleep with each other. Why? Were they separated at birth and have found each other later in life? No. Have they been together through birth? Is this a new thing? No. Why is the stepdad with them? Because he fancies them and they fancy him. Mm. Right. That makes sense. I grin while I kiss Colson's neck. Oh, you'll come, precious. Yes. Probably almost instantly. Okay, he sighs. Well, Colson better get out of me right now then, because I'm going to bust. No, he stays right where he is. I tap him on the hip and pull out of Colson's tight, warm ass. Watching every inch of my dick while it slides out. Then I stand up. Cyrus, I want you on top. I don't understand who's talking. Torrin is talking, the stepdad. Right, well, that wasn't introduced. Well, you've started in the middle of a... Colson rolls over, flipping Cyrus on top of him. In one swift movement, they both let out breathless chuckles while Cy gets seated on top of his brother. His hands are trussed up in his boxers, resting on Colson's pecs. Moving up behind him, I press a gentle kiss behind the ear, and he shudders. You want us both inside you at the same time, my bad little slut. <laughs> right. There's only one hole. Mm-hmm. That's worse than a cucumber. Is it worse than a cucumber? Hotter than a cucumber. I mean, an anus is how big? Big enough to fit two penises in. Cyrus's head drops forward. I feel like Cyrus doesn't want it. Oh, he wants it. Cyrus, Cyrus's head drops forward, his eyes fluttering closed while he mules and nods. What does that even mean? Yes. Yes, yes. Does that work? Colson peers up at both green eyes, shimmering intrigue. Cyrus turns to me and scoffs. Uh, this one's near it, bottoming. I grin and he chuckles. Colson's eyes roll. He's only had sex twice before tonight, know it all. Yeah, well, I watch a lot of porn, Cyrus retorts. Oh, so they haven't slept with each other that much? Uh, the two boys have done a lot of stuff over the years together. Right. Yeah, well, I watch a lot of porn, Cyrus retorts. Boys. Right, oh, so I'm speaking from, what's his name, T-Unit? Yeah, sure. Daddy T, we like to call him. Daddy T, so I'm speaking from his point of view. You are. Boys, I wrap them and them, and I, they both go quiet. Eyes looking on me for further instruction. So I aim more lotion onto my cock, kind of him, than onto my fingers. I bring him to Cyrus's ass. Massaging lubricant into where Colson is currently filling up with some dip. God, that feels awesome, Colson minds. 
Just wait until I get in there and start moving, I tell him. Then whisper to Cyrus. As I press a finger inside of him, it pulses hips and he hums. Good job, that feels good. Right, so just to clarify. Yep. Right now I've got a penis mm -hmm. and a finger in there. Yeah. Got to stretch it out slowly. Can't just cram another penis. So it sounds like there's a lot of lube going on here. As there should be with right. any anus, um, yeah, so that feels good. He nods fast. Yes, I like it a lot. Good. I push in his second finger and he moans. Holy fuck. Colson croaks. Moving my fingers in and out, I watch with wide eyes. It's the most insane I've ever witnessed. Oh, same thing I've ever witnessed. I know he needs to be properly primed. But I also know I need to do this now before I come just from thinking about it. Feeding in a third finger. Cyrus whimpers. His ass stretching around Colson's cock and my digits. I keep him there for a few moments, allowing him to adjust when he starts to squirm, and then I pull it out. He releases a long, precious, you good, precious? I whisper into his ear while rubbing his chest gently. At least he's checking up on him. Yeah, good so good. Cyrus turns, locking his eyes on mine. I kiss his lips, and I take my cock in my hand, and he the head up to him. Remember, they relax for me. Yes, sir. His voice quivers as I nudge my cock into him, forcing it inside a tight spot that's already so full. Um, it doesn't take immediately. There are several intense moments of build up whilst I nudge and push gently, whilst whispering to him. What's he gonna whisper? What's he gonna whisper? Good baby, just like that. Relax. Gently in a beautiful warm place. I mean how beautiful is an ass? Eventually, the head slips in and Cyrus chokes out the word, trying to fall forward onto Coulson. Can I just get where Coulson's position is? Mm -hmm. So, how was two? Are they both behind so, him? Coulson's lying down. Right. His brother's sat on top of him. Right. Like straddling him. Oh, is he on his back? Mm -hmm. Is he on his back? What, the guy lying down? Yeah. Yeah, so he's on his back, lying right. down, with his penis up. Yeah. His brother is sat on top of him, straddling him with the penis in his bum. Right. And when he's leaning forward, like down towards his brother, the other guy is behind him. Oh, so the one that's got two cocks in him is on his... Is in the middle. On his knees. Like, on his knees, basically, yeah. It makes more sense. You were on this, don't you? Oh, okay. Uh, right, eventually, the head slips in. And, but I hold him up in the best position, driving him deeper. Good fucking, holy shit, he gasped. His muscles limp in my arms. It's good, it means he's relaxed enough that I can move in him. Feel my cock cold? I ask, peering down at Colson while his eyes roll back. Yeah, Jesus, this is incredible. I'm going to come. Dot, dot, dot. I half a laugh, pumping in and out slowly as possible, stroking myself in Cyrus's tight ass right on top of Colson's dick. Stroking myself in Cyrus's tight ass, right on top of Colson's dick. Because they're both in there, so their dicks would also be rubbing against each other. Sword fighting. Yeah, sure. It feels like my entire body could just burst into a confetti bomb at any moment. Nothing has ever felt this plant fucking plastic. Baby, take these two big cocks. I growl at Cyrus, holding him up while I move in and out of him, and Colson arches beneath us you love being stuck with dick don't you yes 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 he cries falling to pieces in my arms you're gonna come 
Me too, Chris Paulson croaks, unable to hold it for a second more. Oh, fuck. Oh, God, I'm coming in you. Pouring. My cum is on your cock. Yes. Mmm, it is, baby. Give it to me. I keep moving. Backing him through his contractions with my dick on his, on his, surrounded by the tightest grip of Cyrus's ass. I could feel everything. He pulses his big dick, pulsing while he fills Cyrus with cum. I watched the hungriest eyes as it drips down over us. I'm coming, Cyrus sobs, and his dick and Katrina please shoots all over Colson's chest. Oh. Cole, milk it out of him, baby. Colson wraps a fist around Cyrus's dick and strips while he erupts. Watching on with hooded eyes, the streams have come shoot out of his heaving chest. Fuck yeah, Cyrus trembles over. Trembles all over his throaty voice, singing filthy words. Come in me, please, Tom. Flood me. I need both of you inside. Fuck. Anything for you, baby. I bite down on his shoulder whilst pumping into him. Only one more, two times before I crack right down the middle. How do you feel? Violated. How is that on I the just scale couldn't. of, obviously we have the cucumber and then we have the room 22 on where they were um, spitting the cum in each other's mouths? Um, I think it's a female. Mm -hmm. Completely appreciated the ballerina's story. Right. The Russian ballerina. Couldn't quite work out the position on that. It was a bit intense. Lots of cum, lots of dicks. Um, feel sorry for Coulson. Not sure he wanted it. He definitely wanted it. I'm not sure he did. Um, but I don't understand how you can get two willies in there. You can. No. You can. Do you think you two in a vagina? Fiction. It happens in real life. Fiction. I could probably find a video on the internet no, right now and show you. No, God no. God no. No book recs from us today, guys. Or from Keeks, I should say. Um, because today is nine a fucking K day. So if you want to go read some books that we recommend, just go and read anything by Nyla K. Of course, check all the trigger warnings. There's some heavy topics, mental health, taboo, legit taboo, as Keeks would say. Um, so make sure you just check everything before you dive in. Um, and I know we haven't talked about anything kink related today, but once again, I'm going to say it safe play guys always, especially if you're going to try anything that was just mentioned in story time, um, safe, sane, consensual, always so, so much lube. If you're going to try anything anal related, please just extra lube is always better than not enough. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back again next week. And I hope you all have a lovely day. Bye.